T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Before we get started, let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins radio network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS, WKIS HD1, and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, powered by Anajar and Mabine Accident Attorneys. With the housekeeping out of the way, the Dolphins Podcast Network is here. O.J. McDuffie and Seth Levitt from the Fish Tank. I am Travis Wingfield, the host of the Drive Time Podcast on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. And, boys, as far as the offense is concerned, not the prettiest of games, but the defense was on fire, and juice a dub is a dub is a dub. That's five straight. (laughs) Man, it's five straight, man. And you know what, man? We're starting to see – we're starting to identify ourselves a little bit, man. We're – defensive team and an offense that doesn't make a whole bunch of mistakes you know methodical trying to get down the field a lot of times it hasn't worked out didn't work out much today but found a way to get in the end zone you know and get some points but man oh man oh man no matter what man you find a way to get a win you know uh, and that's more that's the most important thing and there's some things obviously that have to be cleaned up you know we're trying to we're trying to get better as a team some things have to get cleaned up and I thought we might have taken a step backwards in some things but at the same time though as long as that defense is playing uh, you know, that type of football, we always have a chance every time we, we tee it up. So, I mean, it was fun. Again, you know, it was fun. Ugly early, not a very pretty game, but bottom line, NFL is get a damn win, man. That's what they got today. Seth, it's tough to lose games and you're allowing right around 10 points per game. That's about where Miami is over these last five games. Can you give us an update on the post-Halloween record of Brian Flores? I, I think he's – no, I can't okay. because I have to look at the number. But that's 17. I think he's got 17 wins post-Halloween, and maybe 7-3 and three in December all time in his three years here. 17-6 and six and 7-3. What, right. I'm, what I'm more concerned – not concerned, but what I'm more pleased to see, it's five straight, as you said, five straight wins. Listen, those, the seven straight losses were <laughs> taking years off our lives. Right. Uh, I would say hair falling out of our head juice, but for you and I, we've already handled that prior to this season but when you win five straight god it feels good and you know we had a little bit of a debate last week about the term trap game yeah but travis was concerned about the trap game juice i don't believe in a trap game when you're five and seven (laughs) but regardless of what you want to call it i don't care if it was ugly or not they got the w they didn't fall into the travis wingfield trap they got the victory and and you're getting closer and closer to being 500 and getting to start over, really. Yeah, I think trap game really goes down to the fact that you're on a win streak. 
you know, when you're winning, you're feeling good about yourself, you know, then you're like, don't, don't, don't sit there and read your own press clippings. My high school coach said, you're reading your own press clippings, you know, and that's, you know, getting a little ahead of yourselves. So I think that's more about the trap. But, man, I mean, think about the different things that happened today that, that you know, that contributed to that win. You know, we got a young guy that's still doing well at defensive line. We got a young guy that's doing well at wide receiver. We get an older guy off the, you know, off the bench and coming out and making some plays. And, you know, you go out there and you find a chance, uh, find a way to win, man. So, yeah, trap game, Seth, it, it, it could have been. No, it no. Been. It <laughs> don't been. start that. They've got yeah. five wins in a row. Let's just talk about that. Right. Well, and they were, they were able to avoid a loss that nobody would have felt good about. And let me tell you what. I got here a little later than I wanted to. Yep. The I, saw you, I saw you coming in there, late. There was a lot of excitement. <laughs> yeah, I passed right by. I passed right by. <laughs> You know, whatever you had going on there. Birthday, the birthday celebration. I missed birthday the birthday tailgate celebration. Thing. Trying to find a parking spot. <laughs> there was a lot of blue, and I wasn't yeah. really pleased with it. There was yeah. a lot of blue. There was a lot of uh, kind of raucous New York Giants fans, and I walked in and said, man, I can't wait to send these yeah. folks home. Well, let me tell you this. I saw a lot of those blues. Yeah. You know what I mean? But none of them were confident. None of them, <laughs> none of them that I talked yeah. to felt good about this game. Yeah. They well, just they were certainly here. don't now. They that's just, what I was They at. just wanted to absorb our sun, the great weather, you know what I mean, and try to start, you know, create a ruckus. But honestly, they, none of them had any confidence coming in. You know, and I'm glad they didn't, you know, and I hope their team felt the same way. And obviously our team felt like we can go out there and beat them. But, but Big Seth, you know, think about it. You know, New York, this time of year, it's a beautiful place if you like cold weather, you know. If we plan, we're playing. We haven't played the Giants here since when, Travis? 2019. No, no, no. 2015. 2015. <laughs> when the game's on the <laughs> schedule, who knows? Who cares? Right. When the game's on the schedule, they're going to come and, and half of them live here anyway. So it worked out perfect. Well, typically they're used to coming here and getting a victory, right, because we've never we, beaten the Giants yeah, here we had a in this stadium. But today we did. Them. And so I don't know what they're saying on the way out. I heard them on the way in. But I know what we're saying, and it's five in a row, and it's just getting closer to looking like the team that we wanted to see, and it just feels a lot better. You know, Juice in the press box two times today, I had to apologize to both Seth and John Kinjemi. He was next killing to me. a lot of mosquitoes up there, Juice. Yeah, that's what he kept saying I was doing because I was clapping when something happened. It was it was the second touchdown There's pass. There's no when cheering in the press box. When the game kind of got stretched out a little bit, and then Parker's 17-yard catch, which I kind of <laughs> felt put the game at least out of reach there momentarily. You know, I, and I, this is kind of me saying I had I've had to find my professionalism at times, and coming into the stadium today. It took everything in me not to tell Giants fans, why don't you go to the beach today? you got something better to do out there by the beach. But that's not how it went. They made it a closer game than I think we maybe thought it would be. A 19 first downs by Miami, 16 for the Giants, 6 for 15 on third downs for Miami, 6 for 16 for the Giants, and then 297 total yards, 250 total yards for the Giants. So this game was a lot closer than maybe we thought it was going to be, and that's kind of where that trap game comes into play. But now, Juice, bye week coming up, yeah. four games left to go. You're 6-7, and seven, a chance to get back to 500 after the bye week. That feels pretty good after being one and seven, man. It really does, man. And you know, it's 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 amazing that the Dolphins did not take a bye week after the London trip, and it's going to pay off big time for us. Yes. I think we're going to get some guys healthy. You know, you're going into it on a win streak. Only thing about going into a bye on a win streak is you kind of want to keep playing. But at this point in the season, the way it's laid out, man, and this, getting that bye week in December, it's going to work out so nice for guys that we're tr counting on getting back on the win streak but still on that, riding that high. But you get some guys healthy, man. It's going to be really nice. Yeah, I agree, Juice. And particularly, you know, we're relying so much on the play of these young guys who are, are really bringing it. Right. 
Right. But they have not gone this deep. Their season's into a over already. Season. Isn't it? Yeah, this those guys over. are used yeah. to figuring out what they're going to do. Are they going to yeah. are they going to go into the draft or whatever it is? So now you start getting into 13, 14, 15 games. You've heard that term rookie wall. We don't want to see that. We rely too much on our rookies and our second year players. Yeah. We don't want to see any rookie wall. So I, I'm okay with those guys getting the get a little time off, a little more ice on the knees, getting their feet up, and and watching some film, getting prepared for another game. So yeah, I I think you're right. This buy. There were a lot of people that questioned, why wouldn't you take a bye after going to London? Why wouldn't you take a bye? I don't know what they're saying now, but I think it's working in this team's favor. To continue the college theme, I guess the sixth win today would have made us bowl eligible, and now you get the kind of bowl break <laughs> here for a couple of weeks of the bye week. And you mentioned the young players. That The, the biggest thing to me is that Jalen Waddell exits this game, and Seth knows how I feel about the, the young man. I'm up there. My heart is broken once again. I, I'm kind of down in the dumps. And he comes running back on the field, hyping the crowd up, and the waddle chants start coming out. That was awesome to see. And let's go ahead and pick up that segment right here, talking about the young players in this class, this, this rookie class of the Miami Dolphins, because I don't think enough attention. Maybe we, it just happened, so maybe you haven't had a tans- chance to react to it. But Phillips, eight and a half sacks. That's a Dolphins rookie franchise record. Jalen Waddle has 86 grabs. That is is the Dolphins' rookie franchise record. Javon Holland has a near interception, winds up a pass breakup. Another big hit in the game to separate the ball from the receiver for a breakup. Has a pressure on a third down that forces the Giants' offense off the field. I mean, I don't want to say, like, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but this is one of the best draft classes right now in the NFL for the 2021 season. Yeah, it's been so much fun to watch those guys, man, these young guns out there balling, man. And you know what? And it takes a little time. It took them a lot less time to get acclimated to the NFL game than yeah, it took a lot sure. of guys I know, and especially myself. You know, it took, sometimes it takes some time. Second-year guys, you get. They should be on, on track right now to be, you know, ready to play and go out there and make plays. But our young guns, you talk about it, Waddle, uh, Javon, uh, Jalen, both Jalens. Uh, let's go over there. They're, they're on point right now, man. Yes, they are. And they're feeling it. And, you know, and, and I think the team is, is filling it with them, man. I think the team is Agreed. rallying around these guys. It's not – they see these young guys out there balling, man. Don't think it doesn't motivate the old guys. It, it definitely does, man, because, man, when you see young cats that were in the same position they were at in that age and that, that time in their careers going out there and, and just going all out like that, man, it's so much fun to see. And it's contagious. One, play, one guy makes a play, then the next guy makes a play. And this rookie class, like you talked about, Travis, is one special class, man. And, you know, I expect more and more and bigger and better things from these guys, man. And you talked a little bit about Waddle, man, going off the field, man, and coming back. We're going to talk about that, dude, man, because that's my guy right there. Seth, we, we talk a lot about Jalen Phillips and his development. You've got a, a pretty close relationship with one of the greatest defensive ends of all time, so you kind of, I feel like, gravitate towards his production, and he's certainly coming on. It seems like that two sacks he had, the back-to-back sacks, really flung this game back in the other direction. Oh, well, we almost talked about that being a potential drive of the game, Juice. I right. mean, defensive you know, right. from a defensive I standpoint. I like that idea, because, yeah. Because yeah. he really, uh, you know – momentum and some folks don't want to believe in momentum but that was a momentum swing or I don't call it a swing because I wouldn't say momentum was in the favor of the Giants at that point but that was like grabbing momentum and slamming it to the ground and stomping on it and picking it up and saying you're coming on our sideline now it it was I mean back-to-back sacks and just we don't have to argue over half sacks like we did all all week (laughs) and, and, and that whole deal at the lunch bunch but but man oh man to see a young guy just take over a moment like that is incredible and, you know, there's a reason why pass rushers are a premium position in this league, and he just showed you why. I think the biggest thing that I took away from the way these guys perform is the numbers are great and everything, right, Juice? But look at the attention they command. Waddle was capped with a safety all game long, wasn't yep, he? And sure he was. still caught nine for 90 and took an injury, so he was didn't even finish the whole or play the yeah. entire game. Phillips gets chipped off the edge 
with regularity. I, it's it's alarming for how often he gets double teamed and gets help on whatever yeah. tackle he's facing. And I promise you that quarterback, every single snap, is IDing number eight pre-snap. I mean, it's it's Better impressive be. the way they're, they're yeah. performing now. I think the, the people that wanted Jamar Chase and Najee Harris might be a little bit quiet right now. Well, you know, I mean <laughs> – I feel what you're saying, Travis. <laughs> I feel what you're saying. It's not. Well, it's not going. Mean, these yeah. are all good. All really good young players, sure, man. Sure. But these guys are working out perfect for what we're asking them to do. They're doing their damn job, man. And to go out there and they're making plays. But I'm gonna tell you, we we got the right guys. We got the guys that we targeted. These these are guys that we wanted. You know, you can talk about. We could have gotten these other guys. We'd have stayed put. We could have gotten whoever we wanted where we were in the draft and whoever we needed. But at the same time, though, man, we we stayed put. We moved down. We moved back in the draft. We got two stud players, you know, in the first round. And then Javon Holland, man, I think we got Javon Holland because he opted out last year because otherwise he would yeah. have been a first-round yes. pick too, and we have, we've never gotten a chance to get him. And, man, is he a player. Travis has, man, oh, you know. Stop it. <laughs> so, man, great stuff, man. I mean, these, these boys, young boys, and they're having fun. Bottom line is, you know, football is the grind, man. People talk about it all the time, and I say it all the time. People will say, like, oh, I play. You're playing a game. You're, you, I play it for free. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, no, you you would not play this game for free. Take you one know? hit and you, say that again. These guys, that I say it all the time, too, the fun days are paydays and Sundays, and these boys have fun today. Speaking of the Northwest and the South Florida connection, did you see the bowl game selection? I did. Go Cougs. Yeah, I saw you. Cougs and Canes, let's do it. I Big see. I, Steph Not the in segment one. <laughs> well, the Dolphins are now 17-6 and six post-Halloween, as Seth told us under Brian yeah, Flores. 7-3 and three in the month of December now. And there's a whole lot more to come here on the Dolphins' fifth quarter show. We'll talk defense. We'll talk about Tua Tungavailoa's performance. We'll hear from Brian Flores and the quarterback and break everything down again. The final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 20, Giants 9. You'll listen to the fifth quarter post-game show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. In season or off season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it with Chevron with Techron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron together ahead. And guys, we kind of spoke about this before we came on the air about the performance of the quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. I think most folks, you know, this was a game that, like we talked about, the whole trap idea, the the potential of blowing you a team out. You talked about the trap idea. <laughs> hey, you're the one that didn't talk about it. Let's right. put it that way. Right. But it, it, coming into this game, I think a lot of people wanted to see a, a blowout victory juice. They wanted to see big numbers. That's not that's just not how the NFL works. But we talked about this, how it wasn't Tua's sharpest game. I thought he missed a few throws in this game. But you know what? When not your sharpest game is 30 for 41 for two 44 and two touchdowns and Absolutely. a 104.1 passer rating. Not too bad. Man, that's not bad at all. No, know, interceptions. no interceptions. Zero. No zero interceptions. interceptions. No turnovers. And, and you know what? And honestly, a couple sacks, I think a couple, those, both of those sacks were definitely not on him. You know, and sometimes we've seen some sacks where it's on the quarterback or it might be on the running back. Or, but this, these two sacks were not on him, but they were smart decisions to eat it and, you know what I mean, and not make a bad decision out of it. It's, you know, the game plan was to not lose the game, I think, for Tua. You know, and I think that's important. Made some big throws to to Parker, who's back, and some big throws to Waddle. You know, and smart decision making. We are now we are a defensive team, fellas. You know what I mean? So for offense to go out there and control the clock, you know, don't make big mistakes, don't turn it over. We'll, we're going to win football games that way, and that's way that's what we thought from the beginning. Our defense is going to be the defense we saw last year, definitely towards the end of last year. And then our offense will go out there and make some plays when they need to make plays, move the chain, score some points, and then we'll be okay. I think the fact that he played that solid game, this is – honestly, this is Tua. Yep. 
People need to get used. This is Tua. Right. And it's and, and it's he's a smart player. You know, he's he's gonna make the right decisions. That's what you want in the quarterback. Controlling the clock, controlling the, the you know, uh, you know, the turnover battle and then go out there and make some plays when you have to. We moved the chains when we needed to. Made some big throws, like I said, to Parker. So this is Tua. And I love it because he's a smart guy with the football. Anybody, all these other gunslingers, we've seen it. When the team's up 10 points, these gunslingers are making terrible decisions with the football, throwing in the traffic, getting turnovers. That's not where we are right now. This is the perfect situation, the perfect offensive game plan. I know everybody wants to be explosive, and I would love to be explosive too. I'm an offensive guy. But at the same time, I'd rather not have any turnovers, and that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, that was a, t- a topic I wanted to dive into with you here was the game plan and, and just how you kind of view it. I, I guess you, you pretty much answered it. Dive into the fish tank if you haven't done so already on the Miami Dolphins podcast network. But it, it did seem like a game to me where they just wanted to trust the defense because you had a feeling they could hold this offense with. And, you know, yeah. it, it's no fault of the Giants. I mean, you're down your quarterback one. I think they did, did Kenny Galladay return to the game? He, he did. He got injured he and came, came back. back. He came back. But they he were was without, feeling that. Yeah, he was. And Seth talked about about he was him and Byron Jones were kind of chirping there a little bit. Yeah. But he came back in the absence of Kadarius Tony as well as um, uh, Sterling Shepard. So they're down multiple weapons there, and their quarterback won. So you, you kind of think this game plan is is designed around knowing that your defense can basically continue to do what they've done for the last four weeks, right? And and they did it nine points allowed. So do, I guess you kind of answered that already. Yeah. But would you? have preferred to see maybe a little bit more of some vertical downfield game or maybe even just some of the situations where it's, you know, it's third and there was a second and 15 draw play that I thought was really conservative. You were, you were unhappy was with that Was not one happy sure. with that. What did you think about that, Juice, <laughs> and just kind of the entire plan to, to play it that way? Well, I think for the most part, the Giants, like most teams, are daring us to, to run the football. Yeah. You know, until we can prove that we can run the football, you know, in, in, in game major yards, they're going to play coverage on us. Why wouldn't they play coverage? We, and we're not going – we're not really throwing it deep like you talked about down the field. So, I mean, you can really condense a field as a, as a defense no matter where you're at because of the way we play – the way we play offense. So, you know, I, you know I, I'm always – you know, I'm always leery of the, the fact that we don't press it down the field. I, I'm also like – like, especially being home. I love watching the game at home. You know, watching the game on TV is, is tough. But when you're watching it live, you can see guys come open. You can see guys, you know, where, where the ball should go. And, you know, I, I just want to make sure that we're being super conservative in terms of, like, when you got a defense that plays that well, you don't want to take too many damn chances. And so I, we, we have to take some chances at some point, though, Big Seth. We have to get the ball down the field. We have to. Mac Hollins this damn game at some point. Yeah. That's my dude, man. Give him a give him an opportunity. And we don't. And we get Devontae back, you know, and a lot of the things he did was all back shoulder, didn't get by anybody because we know he's limited. He's still not the healthiest of, of receivers that we have out there. But, uh, man, being a, you know, sucking it up and going out there and playing football today was nice to see him back out there and make some huge catches for us late in that game. But I, I would love for us to get down the field a little bit more. Um Still though, I saw I still saw a couple of leaks in the line, you know, a couple of times where he had to get rid of it, probably sooner than he wanted to, and uh, just wasn't a, it wasn't wasn't a two a game, but it was a smart game that he played today. Yeah, well, like you said earlier, I mean, when your quarterback doesn't throw an interception, has two touchdowns, and is over a hundred in his rating there, and you get the W, I can take that. And they, yeah. you know, they didn't have the big home runs, Juice, but they had they did throw downfield. You did have the 15, 17, you know, yard yard passes and there was a handful of those. 
And I got to say, one of the biggest throws of the game is when he fight. You know, we wanted Gesicki to get in rhythm. There Ooh. was the one in the end zone that we. You know, yeah. I don't know what happened there. I, maybe he lost it because it, it hit him in the helmet. There was another one that maybe should have grabbed, could have grabbed. I thought he had two drops. And, and uh, yeah, two, two. And yes, Tua could have thrown a better ball there. But, boy, the cat, the throw and catch to Gasicki in the fourth yeah. quarter to convert that third down and basically put the Dude. game in the books. Did he drop? Did he put that right in there or what? Perfect. And the catch Dropped was great, too. some candy right on him. It, yeah, that's Bro. what I was going to say. It was, it was, they, fi- they figured it out on that play. They yeah. figured it out on that play. So, yeah, sure. We, who wouldn't want to see the 50-yard, 60-yard plays and the long touchdowns? And, and we'd love to see that. But as you said, this is Tua. This is kind of how the offense is built. And they made the – can you call them medium plays? They made the medium plays <laughs> that served as big plays yeah. when they really needed to. And, and, and again, we, we've talked about this before, his fourth quarter production to Atunga Bailoa over the course of his career. Going back to 1994, the best passer rating in the, in the fourth quarter of all quarterbacks of all time with a minimum certain amount of throws, but he's been that guy. Did it again today. You mentioned the big throws to Parker and Gasicki. A touchdown pass there is only going to boost that rating. You want to jump in? Well, and Gasicki has been in the fourth quarter. I, you know, looking at, at – obviously got to give a shout-out to Brett Breckheisen and the rest of the PR staff there, but he came into the game leading all tight ends with 21 receptions and 277 receiving yards in the fourth quarter. I don't know where he's going to finish, how many he had this fourth quarter and what other tight ends are doing today, but he caught another big one. So yeah. this team seems to be rising up when it matters most in, in, in games. And, you know, it's kind of the way you want to play it. Yeah, and Juice mentioned that this is kind of, you know, who Tua is in terms of the the offense they've constructed around him. And I do agree with you, Juice, to a certain extent, but this also was a guy who a year ago in a, as a rookie, they were throwing him 20, 25 times a game. He'd come up with 175 yards, and folks would say he's not throwing for 200 yards. We're not happy with that. Right. But it's all about efficiency, right? And now you're seeing him basically run a version of the Forty throws per game type of guy, and they were in too high defense the entire game. They Correct. never brought that safety into the box. Right. And I wrote down here that the two throws, the 16-yarder to Devontae Parker, the 17-yarder to Mike Kosicki, phenomenal catches. Now Juice with 17 games under his belt, 67% passer, 3,361 3, yards, 29 total touchdowns, 12 turnovers. I don't have a passer rating for you because I haven't done the math yet, but it's probably around 91, 92. You can do the math? Head? You not do that math? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I couldn't tell you what 91 plus 92 was. So I, I guess, Juice, you can take it, or Seth Tonga, I love it. I mean, we talk about, you know, Flo- I thought Flores was great. You talked about how great Flores is at a press conference. I loved this week. Someone told him about the 16-game sample size. His, his rookie season is now complete, right? He said, hold on, we got one more game to go, a 17-game schedule. Yeah, right. he did. And so now <laughs> someone hopefully will go back to him. That's what I want to see. Who's got the guts to go back to him and say, well, now it's been 17 games, Coach, and what do you think? Right. But but let's get that QB rating first, Travis, before you go into there when, and ask him. But, but, again, well, what a great sample size. And, and you know, I don't know, do you want him to break Dan Marino's rookie passing record? Yep. In a, you know, and, uh, that would be phenomenal. I love Danny. Yep. <laughs> I love Danny. But I'm, 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 a, I'm about the Dolphins right now. You sure. know what I mean? So but you're getting production. Made, you're getting re- W's, yeah, re- and you're getting production, yeah. and the, and and – to me, two weeks in a row to not have the turnover because that was the one thing we were saying, golly, this would be a perfect two-a game if he didn't just make that one questionable throw, that right. one head-scratcher, and we're not seeing that now. Look, it's been late. The schedule was laid out nice uh, the last few weeks. We know Travis started counting W's, I don't know, a month and a half ago, and yeah, we, we yeah. tried to slow him down, but it is coming to fruition. So this is what the team needed, and – I don't like to excuse things to say, well, look who they're playing. You can only play the teams on your schedule. Correct. And if you're playing the teams that you think you're better than and teams that you're supposed to beat, well, then go out and beat them, and that's what right. they're doing. 
Right. And just to kind of put a cap on that, I did work on some math over here. He was seven for nine for 87 yards and a touchdown pass in that fourth quarter. So come again, on, the all-time leading passer rating in fourth quarter since 1994 does it again in this one after a bit of a pedestrian day with some back and forth. That's ups a and big downs. deal. Say that again. All that, time. Yeah. Since 94. Well, okay, that's all, all time, time since '94, but it's all time for Travis for sure. What were you? Sure, born? he was this born. Nine, nine? Well, <laughs> let's go '93 because Juice came into the league in '93. We start <laughs> the, the post OJ, post OJ era. era. There you go. P O J. Real quick okay. before we get out of here, I just wanted to make this mention: the Dolphins found that touchdown drive at the end of the first half, which I thought was brilliant. Was it 14 plays? Took about four minutes off the clock, and and what it did was reduce the clock to 26 seconds for the Giants, so they get seven points and don't give the ball back to the Giants. That was a big time. Right, especially coming out, you know, second half with the Rock. You know what I mean? We know we didn't do much with it, but same time though, man. Yeah, that's that's huge. I love we're talking about me and Freeze, we talk about these things, man, that mean so much. You know, we I was just one points going in, you know what I mean, for the half. You Ten know, point second quarter, they figured right, it out, guys. Right, man. That, Third quarter now is a whole different story, that, but that's the second huge, quarter. man. It's huge, man. Getting those points in the second quarter, getting the ball back in the third. You know, going into halftime, feeling good about yourself, knowing you got to make some adjustments like, you know, we did. I mean, look at it, man. Three points in the second. They gave up three points in the third, three points in the fourth. No touchdowns. Winning football. That's winning football right there. No. You, if you give up less than 10 points, you should win every damn game in every league you play in in football. That's for sure. Well, that's what they've been doing for the last five weeks now. It's a five-game winning streak for your Miami Dolphins as they get back to six and seven, heading into their bye week and four games left as this season is cruising right past us. We're going to come back and talk about more of that. We'll hear from Coach Flores and Tua Tungavailoa. Get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. Big Seth loves his Kia. For My Kia is going to be taking pre-jam juice home yeah. today. So. And it is a Gunther Kia. Thank you very Kia much. Kia pulling triple duty. I might hop in. We'll just go ahead and call the whole podcast <laughs> network carpool. Right. You got to get Road to Gunther. Trip. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 20, Giants 9. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Give your game day menu the perfect kick of spice with Old El Paso. Try recipes the whole team will love like slow cooker cheesy chicken enchilada bean dip, air fryer beef taquitos, or carnitas mini taco bowls. Visit OldElPaso.com for these recipes and more game day favorites. Old El Paso taco together. Steph, we're going we gonna to Old El Paso together on the uh, El Paso Bowl or the Sun Steph's Bowl? Steph's on board. Cougs, Cougs and Kings. If you can get a ride home in the Kia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, right before we go to Tua here, I want to talk about uh, uh, his his kind of go-to target now and Jalen Waddle and kind of the impact he had in this game. And I think the chemistry juice. I want to talk to you about that just real quick before we go to Tua's press conference here because this they just have this connection that they're start, start, starting to find each other where it's almost like, you know, what Holland and Brandon Jones talked about earlier this year. They don't have to necessarily communicate to know where they're going to be. You see it all the time. Did you happen to see the pregame Fox interview with Tua and Waddle talking to the the Fox reporter that did the interview at our, our facility across Carissa, the street? Right? You can Carissa Thompson. That's right. Correct. Thanks, Seth. You can just see that chemistry really building and budding, and it, it shows out there on the field too. Seems like they know each other a little bit, huh? They might. Maybe. Maybe, maybe they know each other. Maybe they went to school together or maybe, something. They had maybe. a little relationship before this. Man, it's a it's a love love situation with those guys, man. And, you know, they trust each other. You know, it takes a lot of times for a quarterback to, to trust his receiver and know where he's going to be. But to have that advantage of knowing each other already and, and you know, having that friendship and that bond, it's, that's man, that's, in, that's invaluable. And you're seeing it coming into play when it comes to us and the Dolphins on our offense, man. So drafting a guy like Waddle, drafting a guy last year uh, like Tua, and then having these guys come and have an opportunity to play together, man, it's like they haven't missed a beat from what they did in, in the college game. And it's like reliable. You see you see that that that, that Waddle's the guy that's that's in his in where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be there. 
beginning of the year, it wasn't that way. We couldn't get him lined up at times, you know. But now we're starting to come around. He's starting to get it. You know, and I, I wonder how much time they spend together with one-on-one watching film, you know, because that's key. Like, we used to do that. I used to do that with Danny. He's like, sit here and we watch plays and, like, you know, we're talking about doing this. See the safety's doing that. Here's what we're going to do here, especially when you're working most of the stuff on the inside. Inside's the most complicated stuff you have to work as a receiver. Why outside is guys, Outside guys have a one-on-one. They have a one-on-one. They have a corner usually that they're, they're going against. Inside guys have to deal with a linebacker, a safety, a nickel corner, a dime corner, whatever it is, and you have to realize what adjustments you're going to have to make if they do this or do that. So you get more options inside in terms of routes sometimes, but at the same time, though, you got to watch the guy that's guarding you, and you got to look through him to see where his health is. And then you have to look in and see if a linebacker is coming to take your head off if you're going in there as well. So inside is, is so much tougher and so much, you know, you got more space to work with a lot of times, but at the same time, no, it's, it's, it's crowded, so crowded. I, I always laugh at people talk about a guy drops a pass on those crossing routes, Big Seth. You drop a pass on a crossing route, usually it's because the ball comes out of nowhere. Mm. It's so much traffic. It, it's a fastball out of nowhere, different angles, different windows. And I imagine you got to also look. There's a lot of people coming for you. Getting about to get your head knocked yeah. off as I'd well. Be and we yeah, had one of those today, terrifying. right? Yeah. We had one. Absolutely. If Waddle had caught, we were like, oh, what could he have done with it? Probably right. certainly would have been over 100 yeah. yards. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah, so it's, you know, inside is tough, man. And you got to be tough physically, mentally, and you got to be smart about it. So I, I think the fact that I think Tua and, and Waddle are watching a lot more film together and on the same page with things, you can see it because, boom, as soon as he turns around, ball's on him. You know, as soon as he breaks out, ball's on him. You know, so during the, he's in the right place at the right time when he's supposed to be there. And that leads to success, to success as a, you know, as a duo, as a quarterback and a wide receiver. Something else I'm, I'm, I'm certain helps is one day after practice this week, I was kind of walking out. You guys saw the backdrop on that Fox interview. I, I walked out there after practice, and I saw them throwing together after. And Devontae Parker jumped in and joined them too. So getting the extra work and nice. certainly will go a long way to build I, that I know chemistry. Devontae's so happy to be able Absolutely. to be a part of Mix. I was, I was talking about how the fact that when your team is playing well and, and you're in the tub, it, it, it stinks, man. It's the worst feeling in the world when you can't go out there and mm -hmm. contribute. So I think this will motivate some guys. You know, and, and it's, no, it's no fault of Devontae that he can't be out there. He's, he's an injured player. He's a hurt player, you know. But he went out there and he toughed it out today and made some big plays for us. So when your team's playing well, guys want to get out of the tub, man. They want to get out there on the field. They want to be a part of it. He was out there today. They want to be a part of it, man. So I'm glad to hear that he was out there yep. getting that work in because he's been absent for a little while with the injuries. There's an element he adds to the offense that's going to be very crucial going forward here. Hopefully we get him for the rest, the next four games down the stretch. Let's go ahead and throw it to Tua's press conference who he spoke to the media after the game. Yeah, we, we emphasize a lot of our situational deals throughout practice. Um, you know, whether it's four-minute, two-minute, uh, you know, bingo situations, Peter situations, you know, maybe some of you guys don't understand what those are, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of situations that go on in the game uh, having to do uh, with, you know, trying to manage the clock, you know, whether it's an end of game or end of half situation. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm glad we won, but I, I think there's a lot of things that we left out there on the field. A lot of plays, um, you know, that we wish we could have back, but you know, then again, it falls down to the execution, you know, of, of us. So it starts with, you know, me in the center, 
and then it being communicated out there. And you know, I think we did a you know pretty good job protecting the ball today, though. Yeah, I, th I think it's going to be really good. Uh, you know, I, th I think it's going to be good for a lot of the guys in there. I mean, it's, it's been, what, 13, 13 games, 14 games uh, with, you know, contact nonstop, uh, a lot of, you know, preparation. So being able to get this little uh, buy for our guys, I think it's going to be really helpful for us in the, you know, in the back end of the season. Yeah, I think Jalen Waddle's doing good. Um, yeah, I think just for all of us, we just got to continue to keep working. So. How do you uh, feel as a coach? You know, I, I think, I don't think of myself, I just think of the overall offense. Uh, I think we can get better, continue to get better, find ways to get better, and that's what this, um, that's what this buy gives us, a chance to self-scout, Look at the things that uh, we can clean up, work on, and then uh, implement it when we play Jets. It was really good to have Devontae back. Uh, Devontae adds another uh, vertical stretch for us offensively, and you know he makes he makes tough catches when when you need him to. So you know, really glad to have him back. Yeah, I, I understand what, what Bake's saying. Um, I mean, I, I think it goes both ways. You know, you, you take some time off, but then you're also not really taking time off. You know, it's more so uh, mental preparation, whereas it's physical. Feels good, um, you know. It's, you know, they keep the pressure off of us, if you will, offensively. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we we want to go down and punch punch, you know, the ball in to the end zone, and uh, we got to find better ways to do that. Can't go three and outs, you know, to start start the second half. I gave you his stats through uh, 17 games. The biggest one that I left off there was he is 10-7 and seven now as a starter. We're going to have Coach Flores coming up. We'll also react to his postgame comments coming up here on the fifth quarter postgame show. Get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done, your the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm. The Dolphins are back in action, and this season you can be back in the stands to experience it all live. Get verified tickets from Ticketmaster, the official marketplace of the NFL, and you won't miss a single epic moment. And rest assured, if your plans change, Ticketmaster has you covered because selling your seats securely with Ticketmaster is as easy as a few taps. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com Dolphins. And Seth, we heard two of there at his postgame presser. Didn't really sound like a guy who just finished up his 17th game fresh off a five-game winning streak, did he? Not at all. I mean, look, Tua's played in big games his whole life, clearly. And, and it started – not that – I'm say this is a big game. But my point is is that the moment doesn't seem too big for him. He doesn't seem like he's smelling himself there, Juice. He sounded like a guy who was a five-, seven-year vet, that he's the leader of this team. He's not getting too high or too low. 
And he said, yeah, it was great to get the win, but there's a lot we still need to clean up. There's a lot that we that we left out there. He said it starts with him. And, you know, some fo- some folks might think that's boring or that's just kind of what you say. But that's what a veteran should say. you got to look to your leader as somebody that knows that there's still work to be done out there. You know, again, they're not even at 500 yet, guys. Right. So, so uh, you know, you, you want to feel good. You want to enjoy the moment. But I think they can start to see that with – and I hate to quote Jimmy Johnson juice – but he talked about every time you get a win that the games get more important. Right. And so so the games do matter more. Getting that first win after the seven-game losing streak was a big deal because you just needed to break the streak. But then that second win felt good, but it's not as important as that fifth win. And so now now you got a chance. Yeah. Now you, you know, now you got a chance. And so each game does get a little bit bigger and does get a little bit more important. And so, hey, we got the win. Let's turn the page and start focusing on the Jets. And, yes, it's a bye week and let's get healthy. But let's also not get too ahead of ourselves. And so that's what I felt. It just felt like there was a mature quarterback standing in front of us there at the press conference. Yeah, I love that Big 7. You're right, man. I think right now, man, I think this team feels that, you know, for one, they're probably thinking about a couple games we let go. But at the same time, though, there's still a chance, you know. And I know that mantra that they have is still one game at a time going 1-0. I know me and Travis already talking about getting to the playoffs already. <laughs> oh, God. And I know you just, Don't you know, you got, you got your 1-0, Big Seth. I did. Now we're, we're, we're going to be 1-0 next week, too. That's the we're goal. we week, right? Yeah. So we're good there, too. So we, let's keep it, keep it rolling that way. I, I think these guys, man, they know what's in front of them. And it was, it was really weird because today I was watching, getting ready for the game today, I was watching, you know, you're trying to watch some of these, these NFL shows that are on TV. And the great – Kurt Warner was talking about how it's going to be a December to remember for the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. A December to remember. Those are his words. Wow. From the schedule to like the way we're playing <laughs> to the, having the bye week, there's so many good things in there. And I think two is feeling the same thing, man. I think, you know, they can, they can stack. We can stack some wins right here, you know, one week at a time. But they're starting to feel good about themselves. They're going to get able to get healthier. How many teams get a bye week but didn't have, like, what, four games left in the season? I don't think I've seen it. It's, like, unheard of to get a bye week in December. It's usually midway or right after the, the London trip. So it's a perfect time for these guys to sit there and, and you see the maturity coming from Tua, who's our, our – our, he's, he's, a, he's a tough dude, man. He really is, man. And I'm starting to – it's so funny because, you know, whoever was on the Tua bandwagon at the beginning, you know, they stared, they're still on it. There's some guys that started, you know, wavering a little bit. You know, and now they're starting to feel it. I ran into a few guys in the parking lot that said, you know what, I wasn't Tua, I wasn't Tua then, but I'm Tua now. You know what I mean? And that's how a lot of people are starting to feel because you see what this guy has. And the maturity level you're talking about, Seth, is a big thing with that as, as part of that, that position. We see some quarterbacks throughout the league, in the history of the league, that are so immature that they can't handle any situation. This guy's got it. And it's all that matters when it comes to that position in football. Absolutely. It's all about having it, That's right? It. That it factor. It. People don't want to measure that. <laughs> I don't want to start getting into measurables and all the <laughs> analytics. But, but I analytics. mean, there's a reason that he was drafted where he was, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't because he's 6'5", 240, and could throw the ball through a brick wall. That's not why he was drafted where he was. It's that it factor. It is, and then all the things Travis can talk to you about when he breaks down his analysis in the film right. and the quick, you know, the quick stuff. reads and the great footwork and the accuracy stuff. and all those things. But there's got to be a little bit more. There's got to be a little bit more, and it's that it factor, and he's starting to show it. And, and that's, that's been who he's been since he was really a kid in high school. He even met, ran, 
referenced this, mentioned and referenced is the same word. He referenced this at his press conference this week about how his ball placement and footwork were things that if he didn't get it right on the beaches of Oahu with do his it dad, again. do it again. Bingo, right, Juice? Bingo. Real do quick, it again. D- define bingo and Peter Forrest because he well, talked about that and he didn't yeah, explain it. Yeah, he said bingo, bingo, basically do it again, run it over, do it over, do it over, you know what I mean? Bingo, bingo that, bingo that, you know? Peter, I've only known special teams, which means get away from the football or poison. Peter and poison are the same thing. Get away from the football when it's, you know, it's a short punt or whatever like that or it's on the ground. Uh, so, you know, the fact that, that he's even talking about that was fun. To, that's, I love hearing stuff like that. I, I just love th- hearing things like, you know, that I see here on the, on the field in meetings, you know, uh, you know, during practice. A little nostalgic for you, Jim? Yeah, man, you know, but you, you, you got a guy that, that gets it. Smart guy, man, because a lot of these quarterbacks, man, if you're not smart, you can't play quarterback in this league. You can't play quarterback no in most that. leagues. You can't be successful. You can tell that he's a very intelligent guy, knows his stuff when it comes to football, you know, but, and, he, and he's smart about it. So, yeah, the, the bingo stuff, you know, because you see something that's working, you know, he, he probably doesn't need to hear anything from the coach on the sideline. When he sees something that's working, he can probably bingo that, even flip it, you know, Roger it, Liz it, Roger Liz, go right or left, you know, things like that to make it go. We were going right at one point, now we're going left this time. You know, man, dude's on point right now. And that's, uh, that's important for your leader to, to be that guy. I've heard Ringo, Ringo, Linda, Ringo. Linda. Absolutely. Those are a couple more of them yeah. I've heard. And you know what, though? Here's the thing about it. Every team does it, so yeah. the other team knows too. Now, you might have some guys on the other side of football like, oh, Ringo, Ringo, they're going right. No, not your right. You're going, you're going <laughs> right. to your left. You big dumbass, you know. <laughs> you, know you, better, you, better, you better think the other way. You better think opposite, you know. You guys got to get Matt Roth on and ask him about that on the fish Butch, day. Butch, oh, Butch, man, Butch. Do yeah. So, so I, at the same time, though, but what you have to do, too, is, and Danny was really good at it, is making some dummy calls. Mm-hmm. You know, you mix in some calls that are real, but if you don't mix some dummy calls, you're going to be in trouble. So I'm sure he's doing some things on the line of scrimmage like Ringo, Ringo, Linda, Linda, but they're really still going – they're going to stay Ringo, you know, so. To continue that point about, you know, and Seth kind of mentioned the, the All-22 and the breakdowns I do, I've been studying this guy for a long time because back in 2019 it was kind of – that college season was very important for us as a Dolphins community because of the way that season stacked up and the big quarterback class coming out. So I consumed so much content, and one of them was Trent Dilfer, his coach at the Elite 11 camp, the Nike quarterback uh, passing camp. Uh, and he talked about how Tua arrived, and he had some deficiencies in his game. He said, you got to work on this, man. You have to get better at this. And he came back the next time around, and he said that he was one of the best quarterbacks he had seen at that level, and he was so blown away by the way that he improved those areas of weaknesses. One more thing I heard was about Kirk Herbstreet, who said that when he was there, he called that national championship game where Tua came off the bench, and we all know the story, rescues it from down 13 to, to lift the Crimson Tide to a victory. And he said at practice, you'd watch Jalen Hurts go in there, and it was good, but two would come into the practice, and it was bang, bang, bang. Ball didn't touch the ground. Everybody knew it. So he's kind of been that guy, and then you have that national championship game. Now my fourth quarter stat. So I think it's kind of the breadcrumbs are there, right? Like you're starting to see it all kind of add up and, and lead to this guy that right now is playing winning football. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so well, I had a question. I don't know what we are on the break here, Juice, but you, know, you talk about it, and he does make those quick decisions and the accuracy typically. And, and it's funny, you guy completes seventy something percent of his passes, and we say, "Oh, his accuracy right. wasn't <laughs> on point today." But uh, I heard JT talk earlier. I think he was on with Joe Rose, and he said one thing he'd like to see is that sometimes he's a little bit too sudden when there's pressure, when he actually has a little more time mm-hmm. than you think he has. And I saw some of that today, Juice, with some of those errant throws. Um, what is that? Do you think it's because he has been under so much pressure this year, and and maybe? He's, he thinks that 
when there's a breakdown that, that it's a real breakdown. And, and the offensive line held up a little better. I know there were some leaks there. You talked about that, Juice. But they seem to be holding up better now than they were earlier yeah. in the year where guys were running for their lives. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so, you know, does that, as mature as he sounded at that podium, is that is that comfort going to come as he plays even more and more games? Yeah, it, it has to. It really does have to because we I've looked at a couple times where he threw the ball I, honestly, and he probably shouldn't have thrown it to a couple guys. And like, I mean, Gasicki had his first catch was I think what minus one or two yards. Right, that ball should have been thrown to him because you know, that was a quick throw to him. You know where he should have just waited one second, and then I think you look at the next window, your second option right there. We've talked about him, and even last week we talked a lot about how he was talking about his progression. He's supposed to go to Gasicki. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there. Then it boom, boom, boom. Today seemed like he was a little quicker with the trigger in terms of getting it out yeah. and getting to the guys. And I thought at times he put guys where they weren't going to be able to get any yards after the catch. And I was telling, just talking in, in general to people, like the quarterback sees all that. So when you got a guy running flat routes or crossing routes and things like that, you, you, you got to protect them a little bit more, you know. Glennon got, almost got his guy killed by Javon Holland today. Mm. You know, you, he's the only one that the receiver's just running his route. Glennon's got to see Javon Holland. Javon Holland almost, you know, ripped the dude's ribs out. You he know? did. Yeah. By, by the way, how it was they replayed that, and it was so intentional how he was Word. to make a target big hit, on the but to make it clean. It's unbelievable. Right on the target. You see him zeroing in like he's just going to explode on the guy, and then he looks at him. And he kind of adjusts his body to hit him right, as you said, went right for the rib, a full rack of ribs there. Doesn't hit him too high. With with fries. And he did the same thing on Glennon later in the pass rush where he made sure he blasted Glennon, but he made sure he did it clean and hit him right in the the solar plexus, as uh, (laughs) Gorilla Monsoon used to like to say uh, a thousand years ago. He he won an award against the Falcons, the the play right award, I believe it's called, or play correctly. It's something about teaching uh, players how to hit the correct way. Unbelievable. And he won that, and they get to give money back to his youth football program or something that's close to him. So that was cool to see. He he continues to do that. And, you know, the thing, Seth, you kind of mentioned last point here, you talked about some of the things that make me believe in him the most. You talked about kind of rushing against some of the pressure. Based on the experience I've seen from him, he'll get it corrected. That's the kind of quarterback he's been. Yeah, Yeah, he'll he'll get it figured out here. So we're going to go ahead and go to a break here. I want to come back. I want to talk about his comment about Devontae Parker, what he adds to the offense. We'll hear from Brian Flores. A whole lot more to come here. Get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 20, Giants 9. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppressal and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. And Juice, we left off there talking about Tua and, and a comment he made there about Devontae Parker and what he brought. Was it 5 for 62 in the game? I believe it was. A couple of those back right. shoulder throws. He's now got one in every game of those. The last two were deeper to Parker, but these two ones, especially that second one, were big, big clutch Huge. throws and catch for a Huge. first down to move the chains, keep the offense on the field. And he said in his postgame presser, Devontae adds another vertical stretch element to the offense. And I thought that was very interesting because coming into the season, you might have seen me on draft night talking about how how they added Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller, so now you can't play two high safeties anymore. And that was kind of an element I thought he brought with all the, you know, Waddle can get vertical. He obviously can go, can go horizontal as well. And then Wilson on the jet sweep action, all they can do, Fuller can do some of that, but he can get vertical as well. Right. So for Parker to come back into the game and add that, just how much can that expand this RPO attack and, and also the traditional drop back game of the Dolphins? It's huge. It's huge having Devontae back. 
Five targets, five catches, 62 yards, and, and huge catches along the way. You know, I wish, I wish, I wish they would tell me when it's like, you know, for first downs on these stats, man. Because I, <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's more important than anything. Moving the chains, keeping it moving. BFF has it's, 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 Spoken it's, like the man who moved the move, chains move for chains you. And, and spin that damn thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Got to get a spin on. So, yeah, so having Devontae back. And uh, what I love, we talked about this before, pre-snap read. I saw that today. You know, we got three guys. We got trips on the right side, Devontae on the left side. Two right away went to the one-on-one fade to Devontae Parker. That's easy pickings all the time. Because, honestly, if you put it in Devontae's area, it's not a 50-50 ball most of the time. Yes. You know? It's, the odds you, are in his favor, aren't they? Always. Either that or him to get it or get us a P.I. or an incompletion. So, I'll take two – you know, I'll take 60 percent 80% in our favor there. And that's what two is starting to see. Single high safety – Give my, my man a chance. Got trips over here. Looks a little muddy over here. Just throw it over this way. I would send Devontae. I wouldn't, he wouldn't run anything other than takeoff routes. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. Maybe a couple slants. And Devontae, what I love, too, is he don't mind catching in the middle every once in a while. He'll catch in the middle. Oh, a couple of those. He sure did. And, you know, take a couple hits and then keep it moving, man. So, yeah, the pre-snap read is coming, which is important. The pre-snap read that two is starting to see knowing where he's going to go with the football when he's got a little bit of time is, is, is starting to come around. It's, it's, it's nice. And if, if Waddle continues to command that safety help over the top, it, it helps the running game, obviously. Yeah. Also can possibly give you some one-on-ones for Parker into the boundary, the short side of the field, which I, th- I thought both of those plays There's were. There's no short side, Travis. It's NFL <laughs> college, right? We've had this discussion before. The, the hash marks are a little bit closer. It makes the game completely different. I've heard that story before. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS, WKIS HD1, and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton. Home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Mabine Accident Attorneys. We're going to hear from Coach Flores in hour number two, but for now, Miami Dolphins fans, are you ready for game day? With Cheez-It, you can choose your perfect game day snack made with 100% real cheese for a deliciously cheesy snack experience. So stock up on all your favorite flavors, and we'll see you back here at your favorite game. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 20, Giants 9. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.